0: You're listening to the Right Ordered Life Podcast, episode number 21. Are you born with confidence? Did you learn it? And how do you build rock-solid confidence that doesn't fold like cheap lawn furniture when you face a fear or a challenge? On today's show, I'm unpacking self-confidence in a new way to help you shrink your insecurities, empty out old stories, and feel stronger putting yourself out there and pursuing your calling. That's coming up now. I'm Stacey Santiago, and I'm here because I see you. If you're hearing my voice right now, chances are you're disappointed, grumpy, and honestly sick and tired of not having the time and energy to do it all. Here's the deal. I know that most days it feels too hard to be a good mom who successfully keeps her family and job going. It's normal to feel this way. I've been exactly where you are. As a board-certified coach and licensed professional counselor, I've helped hundreds of clients connect with God, be happy at home, and do meaningful work without running out of time or energy. When you tune in each week, you're going to learn proven tools to live a right-ordered life of faith, family, and purpose that you want to wake up to each day. Self-confidence is not a black and white as either you have it or you don't. There are so many factors influencing your degree of confidence, your personality, past events and traumas, wins and defeats, messages from people around you, cultural standards of beauty, and the thoughts your mind creates about yourself. Let's look deeper at this for a minute. Your confidence does in part come from your personality and in part from what you experienced and were modeled in your environment. You can take me as an example. My temperament is choleric, which if you're familiar with the four temperaments, it means I'm naturally fiery, quick to take action, and ambitious. On the DISC, D-I-S-C, which is a personality profile, I'm a 99% D, reflecting that I like to take action, be decisive, take risks, lead, and be a self-starter. Now, I'm not big on assessments, but in this case, it's helpful to name and describe how I naturally show up. How about the learned part of confidence? Hands down, I get that from my dad. He's like a wicked smart, articulate chameleon who can leverage pretty much any strength to achieve his outcome. As he's problem solved and negotiated over the years, I've heard people ask him, are you a lawyer? Do you work on Wall Street? are you a doctor? He's not, he doesn't, but he'll step up to the task in a way that leaves no doubt. He is a man who can accomplish anything. And I'm really grateful that he modeled this to me. And I know it's helped me show up with confidence in so many areas of my life. My friend, what's your natural personality like? What did you learn from your parents and people around you about being decisive, effective, Bold and secure. Don't worry if you've ever struggled with confidence or wondered if you had the right personality type or not. Don't worry about all that. That's just normal. And it's normal to feel like you're confident in yourself about some things, but not others. Have you ever felt that way? For example, you might feel like you're a rock star at event planning, but then feel insecure about public speaking. Or you could feel super confident in your ability to create a product, let's say make scented candles, but then doubt that you could ever start a successful business. Why is confidence so fickle, so variable, and at times difficult? Well, if you struggle with confidence, you're probably making one or more of these mistakes. Mistake number one. Relying on people and circumstances to source and validate your confidence. What does this look like? Examples of this are seeking social inclusion, people telling you that you're wanted or needed, pleasing others to the point of depleting yourself mentally and physically, and working hard to get a good job and we couldn't do it without you. It's so natural to want approval and validation. You are not alone. But when your foundation is built on what others say about you or the results you create, you're building a house that will blow away with the changing wind. I mean, let's be real. Life circumstances and people around us are inconsistent. One day you might be receiving praise and all is well, and then the next day you're rejected and your life is a hot mess. Mistake number two. Believing an old story is true. Most of my clients' lack of self-confidence stems from an early life event. For example, one client vividly remembered being made fun of in class around the fourth grade. And this embedded in her subconscious. It triggered the belief that she wasn't capable enough. Another client was rejected publicly in school by both a boyfriend and And a friend in high school and other clients I have can't think through making a big decision without hearing their mom's criticizing voice derail their thought train. The old story keeps you in a bubble. You see it as a concrete barrier, like walls around you. And as a result, you don't put yourself out there. You take risks, but you're hesitant. You don't give all of yourself. And it's very difficult to be comfortable being your whole self without feeling like you're censoring or even walking on eggshells. Events that trigger beliefs and voices of rejection did happen to you. The meaning you made about it came from somewhere. And the reaction over time is this inner part of you that is trying to be seen and heard and also a part that's trying to just self-protect you. So all of that snowballs. But the meaning you made about what happened doesn't have to be the only one truth forever. There are ways to see it differently and to release the emotional pain. If you do the work to push a little on that wall, it will pop because that story is really just a bubble. Mistake number three not rebuilding after a trial or a loss. This is where you go into shutdown mode, avoidant mode, or or just give up. It's when something happened and you can't get over it or you feel like you're just not the same anymore. An example of this could be the end of a romantic relationship, a colleague betraying you, or trying to achieve something but you weren't successful. I've had a few of these trials for sure. For example, about 15 years ago, I applied for my PhD in psychology, but was not accepted. I knew it was a long shot with the program only accepting two people and me not having any clinical research experience, but I tried. Now, I could have shut down my career path in that direction because of that rejection, but I kept looking for a way to do what I love and use my gifts, which led me to coaching. And I could not Be more grateful. I wonder, my friend, what trial or loss have you faced that has eroded your confidence? Those are three big mistakes that rob you of unshakable confidence. But you might be thinking, yeah, but Stacy, are making those mistakes really a big deal? I'm still coasting along fine in my life. They are big deals, and there's a big cost to low confidence. Living only part of the unique mission God has for you. Missing opportunities to create, speak up, bring learning, comfort, and joy to others. Impacting far less people than you're meant to because you're not putting yourself out there. You live with insecurity and fear versus peace. And readiness to do all God asks of you. You model insecurity to your kids. And they grow up covering their true self. Not taking risks. Not creating solutions. And enduring bad situations like a bad relationship, poor mental health, or a bad job. Because they don't think they can do better. Okay, so what's a better way? How do you restore confidence and make it rock solid? First, I want to offer you five criteria for self-confidence. If you don't have the recipe, the criteria, you only have random ingredients or none at all, and you will not be able to bake the delicious but healthy chocolate cake you desire. Criteria number one, efficacy. That's knowing that you can be effective in bringing about a desired outcome? For example, starting a relationship, negotiating a better price, working on a new project, bring, bringing a dream to reality. My friend, is there something you desire or feel called to right now that you doubt you can create or achieve? Number two, inner resources. Believing that you have adequate, if not abundant, inner resources. For example, intelligence, creativity, attention to detail, determination. This is your treasure chest of skills, knowledge, charisms, and qualities that equip and empower you. Number three, positive possibility. Believing more in positive possibility than the fear of failure and rejection when putting yourself out there. So that means running scenarios in your mind of how it's going to go well versus fail. Our natural default is to have fear thoughts about all that can go wrong. But what about all that can go right? How often do you play the positive what-if game? Number four. Positive self-talk, thinking more positive or at least neutral thoughts about yourself than negative critical ones. For example, when you wake up in the morning and start thinking about your day, when you look in the mirror, how do you feel about yourself? Are you thinking thoughts that build you up for the day or tear you down? Number five, God-reliance relying more on God than you do yourself. It's believing that he's working for your good. You trust his will and his opinion of you is what matters. Your power source is our almighty God. We have his spirit within us. Listen to Romans 8:11. And if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, He that raised up Jesus Christ from the dead shall quicken also your mortal bodies because of his spirit that dwelleth in you. My friend, what's your ratio of self-reliance to God-reliance? For a long time, I was about 90% self-reliance and 10% God-reliance. That's shifted for me significantly over the years, like sliding down toward the other end of the scale. I'm still not where I'd like to be, but I'm working on it. How about you? To recap, the five criteria for self-confidence are efficacy, inner resources, positive possibility, positive self-talk, and God-reliance. Now that you know the mistakes that drain your confidence and the criteria needed to boost it, I wanna walk you through four specific shifts you can make to restore or boost your confidence plus a specific activity you can do, I have all my clients do it, that can immediately supercharge your confidence. Like, no kidding. I had one client do this. She was a director at a utility company. She did this activity. We talked through it, and about one, two weeks later, a colleague stopped in her office and said, you seem different. You seem more confident. Yeah, that's right. I know you're excited for this, and I don't mean to leave you hanging, but because these shifts and the tool will take some time to illustrate, I'm going to put them in their own episode. So next week on the podcast, I'll be sharing the secret to self-confidence part two And I'll be offering to help you create your secret confidence boosting tool for free. You don't want to miss it. And now, my friend, I would love it if you leave a quick review with your takeaway from an episode you enjoyed. Your feedback is so, so helpful. And I want to be able to give you a listener shout out on a future show and send you a thank you gift for being a loyal listener and only takes 60 seconds, scroll right down below the list of episodes in the Apple Podcast app to where you can tap, leave a five-star rating, and just below that, click write a review. And please, don't be a stranger. This podcast thing can feel one way at times without dynamic audience engagement. I'd love to connect and to help you. That's what I'm here for. Just reach out, find me, Facebook DM, or email me at stacy at stacysantiago.com with a question thought or request for feedback and I'll be your cheerleader and challenger to point you in the right direction coming up next week I'm covering the secret to self-confidence part two the four juicy shifts and my number one client favorite confidence boosting tool that will vanquish your insecurities and help you show up ready to conquer anything anywhere anytime that's coming up next week So go share the show with your friends and let them know what's coming up and invite them to tune in with you and learn how to connect with God, be happy at home, and do meaningful work too. I'll see you back here next week, my friend. Until then, celebrate that you are one step closer to living your right-ordered life.